listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. Hello. What's up, everybody? Your mom sucks. Wow. That was rude. Sorry, Mom. You don't know whose mom I'm talking about. Maybe it's Trevon Diggs' mom. She put out a loser. Hmm. All all Trevon uh, Trevon Diggs is only involved in catches, either his receiver that he's covering or his own. But the or ball never he hits is the a turf. receiver. The ball does not hit the turf. Never. It's like having, gosh, I don't know, Orlando Scandrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, there the ball usually did actually hit the turf, but it was because he was bear-hugging the receiver and the ball just flew 10 yards That's from true. where they were. That's true. He also rarely ever had a pick. Yeah, mostly because his hands were too busy bear-hugging the receiver. <laughs> he was covering. <laughs> Orlando Skandrick covered worse than the turf. Yeah, I mean... The I turf itself probably I had disagree. more tackles. I think... At least the turf stopped the ball. The I turf think, itself uh, probably had more tackles. You know, the ref who threw the flag and hit the ball out of the punter's arm, that flag has defended better than Orlando Skandrick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and who's the other corner? Steven Nelson. Combined. Oh, gosh. Man, is he even in the league anymore? No. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I'm sure he he's, is. I'm no, sure he he's is. a backup on some he squad. He was somewhere. No, he was playing. He was playing um, with Pittsburgh, but he's gone now. No, no, no. He's still on a team. He I heard somewhere. his name actually called out. We played him this year. Yeah. We did, yeah. Was it and Philly? We, we smacked him. I think I it think, was No, it is, he is in Philly. That's and, right. And guess who Patrick Mahomes threw the most touchdown passes against this year? Or tied. <laughs> it was Philly. It was Philly. Philly. No, it wasn't just Philly. It was Steven Nelson. Bur- they, Steven Nelson got burnt for like three touchdowns they, alone that game. They, they abused Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson is a certified not good football player. Yeah. Yeah, but we're in better days. I was going to use a B word there. Insert it yourself. You wouldn't know we're in better days uh, based on how the last game went. I don't know. Uh, I mean, based on how this, Twitter is reacting. This, I mean, let's keep this short going. We've got a little yeah, short. Yeah. There's some defensive we'll, awards. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to whatever that was on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to. No, I don't want to either. That was, <laughs> no, that I was mean, it'll, it'll happen. Well, we, obviously, we've got stats out. The season's coming to a close. We've got one week left. One week left. We've got awards that need to be handed out. And we've got some, probably some some contracts that need to be started handing out or, or talked about. So Trevon Diggs is in his second season. He's got two seasons left. He was not a first-round draft pick. He started off the season hot. We talked about how a lot of people, Kansas City fans, were scared of him. Me, not so much, and I think I convinced you guys not to be so scared of him uh, as the level of competition that he was playing against, uh, you know, quarterback-wise, coming up with, I think, when he played Kansas City, he had six interceptions. He's got 10 now. He's got 10, so he's, he's, he's got lot. three. I think he's he had balling. six or seven before we played Dallas. He's balling. So he's got three or four additional. That's the the numbers are he's got ten that's pretty good yeah, yeah. pretty um, good that's like the, that's the best probably in the last decade he's also given up a thousand yards receiving which is the most by any corner this any any has, DB this he, year he has but he's also taken I want I want to know how many yards he's given up on drives that didn't end in an interception because of him though that's, that's actually that's I would actually, like to see that stat that's actually a good stat we can uh, basically we can look at that as but, as he, well he's as created ten. Defended. He's created ten possessions that wouldn't have happened. So I mean, 
the thousand yards is terrible. Yes, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, for it's a corner, really, really bad. That is Hall of Fame numbers. If you're going in the Hall of Fame of giving up yards as a corner, yes. But but ten picks. That that's that's quite nice. If you eleven, if you have that on, your he's team. got eleven, eleven, which is eleven. This so year. many. That's a if if Patrick Mahomes got eleven possessions that he didn't have before from one guy. I don't care if he give up a thousand yards. I want him on my team. He also has two touchdowns. And 21 passes defended. 21 passes defended is stupid. That's well, actually. Too. So what do we? What do you guys make of? Not to just key on him specifically, but I think that's an insane stat. I wonder. I mean, is he just getting? Does he play a side, or does he just like DeAndre Hopkins? We're playing you this week. Yeah, that's all I'm covering. No, he plays. He plays a side. He is he not. Plays a there's, side. There okay. are very. I didn't know if little... it was just a product of maybe he's going up against. Hopkins and Adams and no, there's that would make a little bit nobody of sense. in the NFL these days that follows. Nobody pulls a Darrell Revis anymore. They just stay on one side. It's not so much zone coverage that they're doing. Mm. It's just I'm more comfortable playing on this side, or I've played the most time at this side, or you brought me in to play this side. Um, nope, nobody follows these days. No, unless you have a very odd specific matchup. But yeah, I mean, for the most part. You're you are slot corner. You're an outside corner, and mostly on a specific side. You follow Kelsey though, so you will see occasionally like a Derwin James follow safeties. I do feel like still follow a little bit in specific matchups like that. Like if you have a Kelsey Gronk back in the day, Eric Berry, I remember would specifically line up across from Gronk. But for corners on receivers, yeah, you're not really seeing the Deion Sanders or Darrell Revis. Like, hey, cover this guy no matter where he goes. Um, I don't know what to make of of uh, of Diggs. Like, he, he, you can't throw him a bad ball because he will make it a big play. But yep. at the same time, his his receiving numbers do indicate that you actually do want to throw at him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a catch twenty two, which I'm sure also has given him more interceptions. Where people are like, well, actually, you can kind of beat him. Um, and then when you target a guy like that more, you are going to throw more picks. I, he is targeted the third most in the NFL at 96 targets. So that is, I mean, obviously if somebody's if multiple teams or whatever are going to get a thousand yards on you, you Who's are gonna two be- and three. Do you have that on the last uh, or no? I'll, I'll look at it. Um, but yeah, I mean the, and even now, like getting into playoffs, when you have that many yards on you and then also that in many interceptions, you have so much tape on you of things that do well against you and so much that does not. Correct. With, so it at this point, I feel like offensive coordinators kind of know what they're doing um, yeah. when they're matching up with Trayvon Diggs. Uh, still super dangerous, but I don't know if he's a guy that they really scheme around. Yeah. Because, I mean, the stats would show you like you probably should, but at the same time, the stats would show you that you don't need yeah. to. Um, a weird case earlier in the season, I was calling him Marcus Peters-esque in that you you can't throw him bad balls and you mm-hmm. still can't. But at the same time, Peters didn't allow numbers like that. Yeah. Uh, Peters was a guy you would just truly avoid his side of the field he was as much as you could. Yeah. Uh, because he was a lockdown guy and would absolutely mm-hmm. intercept. And he uh, would give up some... Him. He would give up some deep balls, but I don't think he consistently gave up those numbers, which he, is why you needed give up to the stay, numbers. which is why you needed to stay away from him because you weren't likely going to have a really big game on him. Just maybe a catch here and there. Um, but you're definitely more likely to not have uh, to throw some turnovers his way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, 
and I think that is kind of this conversation is relevant just because of what happened in the Chiefs game uh, this week, specifically even with Traverius Ward against Jamar Chase. Now all of that was his fault. Looking at you, yep. Dan Sorensen, <laughs> but Ben Neiman, yes, but Sorensen, man. It, it was weird because this is kind of the tough thing with corner play sometimes. Like Charvarius Ward against Jamar Chase, which we will talk about more in the full episode, played well in coverage, but gave up a lot of yards and big plays and touchdowns. Yep. Not all that's his fault, but I think at the same time, some of it definitely is. But it makes corner play really, really weird. Uh, there's a lot to corner play. Yeah. Uh, other than just can you get interceptions? Other than just can you stay with a receiver? Um, obviously, if you can do both those things, you're going to be a pretty solid corner. But there's more to it. It is the most difficult position on the football field. Outside of if you want to factor in reading defenses as a quarterback um, on every single I play. I agree. But it's, it's the most difficult position to play. And... You, I mean, they're the best athletes on the field. That, yeah, they have to be at all times. If you're not more athletic than the wide receiver that you're going up against, who knows what routes you're running, and and the quarterback is on sync with him, like good luck. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even about that. Obviously, Jamar Chase is fantastic, mm-hmm. but right. like we were talking about a little bit earlier, I don't know if it really matters. Or I, I think it really matters the type of player that he's being covered against. Because as we watched, mm-hmm. like the coverage was good. The coverage yeah. was very good. And we can get more into detail. But when you look at this as the grand scheme of things, like Jamar is going to be able to do this against absolutely everyone. He is the mm. next, I'll say Tyreek-esque, where it's, fuck it, Jamar down there somewhere. Yep. Just like they were, you know, just like Joe was saying at, at the end of the game uh, during his press conferences and in the locker room, like Jamar's down there somewhere. Tyreek's down there somewhere. Debo Samuel's down there somewhere. Like Cooper Cup is down there somewhere. It's going to continue. He's going to be that type of player. And as they they were saying on Sunday, is like he's got the most touchdowns by a rookie since Randy Moss. And he has a chance to break that going into the last game of the season. Yep. Um it's no. it, it's almost like you you're just not going to be able to cover it. He's just he's such a big bodied lengthy guy fast and he just he field. runs so fast in the open field. Um the routes, he's got a good route great at high pointing the ball. I mean, he's a complete receiver. He's, he's a complete he receiver. He can catch it with as we saw he was getting completely draped, caught it with one and hand, tiptoeing down the sideline for another 5 yards cuz you can't do anything about he's, it. He's like big enough like Randy Moss that like a guy like Charvarius Ward, I mean, it's when you're having a game, it's it's gonna be almost impossible. You got to put a bigger safety on him or something. Like, there's got to be a bigger bodied guy to get up there with. You got to put two on him. It's not yeah. just one. Like, you're never gonna be able to single cover this guy. Yeah. Um, he's clearly offensive rookie of the year, right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I other know. than I mean, Creed Humphrey is the next guy that you put up there. But Mac Jones cannot be in. Mac this Jones is up there. Matt Jones Cannot is absolutely be enough, up there. Not better than Jamar Chase. I don't think he's better than Jamar Chase, but he's a quarterback, and he's he been be, the though. best one by far and large. Mac Jones by is up there. By far and large. No, no. There's Creed, no other Creed Humphrey, quarterback I mean, that has played well. I want Creed Humphrey to, to win it. There's no freaking chance in if the history of the NFL this, that an offensive lineman is winning rookie If we're looking no, at this I, I as actual, not and this isn't disparaging to anybody else, but to just plainly say it like football an- analysts 
or football minded people where it's not just well, like everybody who's saying Mac Jones deserves to be in this conversation is saying that every offensive award has to go to a quarterback because they do the most. If we're just strictly saying the best players, your number one has to be Jamar and your number mm-hmm. two has to be Creed. Rashawn Slater, just, I think has to be in that Rashawn conversation. Rashawn Slater, I think goes in there. I don't think I agree. I, I like Mac Jones but, is if you want to put him in the top five because he's a quarterback. Sure. He doesn't go in my top three because he's a quarterback. He right. hasn't played or earned that status. He hasn't done anything specifically. Well, he's had a great running back room. He has a great defense and he's mostly not turned the ball over and he's not turned the ball over, but he hasn't been the reason that they've won games. My logical order of, of rookie rookie of the year if if i was looking at the the results right now afterwards and i could see into the future i think it's going to be jamar chase won it and mac jones runner up i think that's what it'll be i think that's what it'll be but i would not be surprised if mac jones won the award i'd be and it would be it would be infuriating it, it really would be, would be. super infuriating. it would it really would be it would it, it would automatically come out to say that it doesn't matter how good you are as long as you're a quarterback, it would, this is your award. It would definitely solidify the quarterbacks win awards. Like as thing. long as you're not as bad as Zach Wilson and you're a quarterback, you're gonna get you ha- you're gonna right. get the it would solidify that you have to have an Adrian Peterson like year to win any type of big award. Right. As a skill position. Yeah. 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 Now that's who, not offensive player of the year because they they reserve that for the non quarterbacks almost every right. year. Who's a quarterback up for MVP who mine is Jonathan Taylor just because of how instrumental he's been to his team. I think that's who it should be now. Who I would will be happy be, with that. <laughs> it's more than likely going to be uh, probably Aaron Rodgers. It's Rodgers or Tom Brady. I was giving it to Tom Brady all season from like week two. Rodgers has made a very strong case. <laughs> I wouldn't it's, be upset with Rodgers. I you're in the row. I'm cheering for Rodgers at this point because I really don't want Brady to have an MVP. But I do think it's still going to be Brady. It's one of those two. And I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. It, so it's then a your offensive player of the year then goes to Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Very, Jonathan Taylor, uh, I likely, feel like, yes. has wrapped up jo- uh, offensive player of the year unless somehow he sneaks in and wins Which the is MVP. just total BS because we're I going don't... over this same thing again where like MVP and offensive rookie of the year have to go to a quarterback. It, it's just the way that we're just like the Heisman has mm-hmm. gone to only a quarterback. Yep. It's such BS. I don't like if you are the best player, that's where you go. This isn't a quarterback competition. I think it's. It's evolved into that because we didn't used to have that, but I think it's evolved into that because of how difficult it is to find an NFL caliber quarterback nowadays. And that like guys like Patrick Mahomes that win those awards, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, there's like five of them every 20 years that are in that level. And we just we see running backs recycled through that. We see wide receivers recycled through that all the time. And I feel like how hard it's become to get a franchise quarterback like, like that agree. has become so much harder that it's it's just evolved into quarterbacks are so valuable that it's like that's the guy who should win this award. I don't disagree. I think I think obviously a quarterback there and the statements are true. A quarterback is what makes a city. If your yep. city backs, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes came here, started a winning franchise, made Kansas City mm-hmm. because of having the quarterback. Yep. Same with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, so on and so forth. I think 
we're getting to the point now where instead of just giving it to a court, like we need to uh, assess the the statistics a little bit better. If you're not breaking some sort of record as a quarterback, just because your job is hard, unless you astronomically blow everybody else out, like Derrick Henry should have won it. Jonathan Taylor, because of the season that he's had and what he's meant to his team, should win it this year. Yeah. You know, I'm not obviously if you want to give it to Aaron Rodgers, I'd be okay with that because without him, we've seen what their team can do. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady nearly lost, you know, the way that they're playing, I think he's not as intr- instrumental to his team as much as other players are on that squad. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a fair argument. Like, and you see it with the Heisman, like you mentioned as well, like in years, especially the the, the two that I can most remember where like, in years where there isn't an obvious candidate, it usually goes to the best quarterback on the best team. Right. We saw that was Mar- Marcus Mariota when he won it with Oregon. He was really, really good. And I'm not saying he wasn't deserving, but there wasn't a really like really obvious standout candidate. Right. Best quarterback on the best team. And then this year with Bryce Young at Alabama, very similar. Like there wasn't, wasn't and there was no, no one really out. ran away with it. So Bryce Young had a fantastic season, best quarterback on the best team. And he wins it. Um, I, I do think that's largely kind of what happens. And I assume that's what's going to happen again with probably it's just going to continue to go this way because it's the easiest way to say, oh, this is the best player now is just to go. Right. Oh, who's the quarterback winning the most games when right. winning is and, and it brings stat. up the most like the most valuable player award discussion as a whole. Like if we are saying most valuable, then yes, quarterbacks are the most valuable player. Unless you're Derrick Henry. Unless you're unless you're Derrick Henry on the Titans with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Taylor. Right, exactly. Like nine times out of ten, the quarterback or TJ Watt is the most valuable. Well, <laughs> well, they are winning games with Big Ben, so the argument is fair. Um, but but if we're talking the best player, it kind of depends on your interpretation because the best player isn't always your quarterback. Like the best player, the most impactful player, arguably has been Jonathan Taylor or you know, TJ Watt this season. Um. But the most valuable has been probably Rodgers or Brady for that for their for their teams. I would agree. Yeah. yeah so agree. the defensive, just quickly touch on these defensive player of the year, T. probably Watt. going to TJ Watt. He's going to TJ Watt. Watt. Yeah. It shouldn't go to anyone else. No. Who he, do we think the rookie defensive player of the year is? Micah Parsons. I yeah, it's I know Micah I don't Parsons. Think. I really want Bolton to win it, but there's just no chance. I think Bolton would have had a chance would if Micah have... Parsons didn't exist. No, not if not honestly, if he would have just been able to get more snaps. As yeah, soon as Hitchens came part, back in, partly he went true. down. To I just don't know if he ever passed 38% or less. But we it's have to look the, at it. The splash play Parsons makes. Parsons makes the splash play, but you get Nick Bolton in there and only playing 40 less than 40% of the snaps, he has he's leading rookies and tackles for loss. He's, he's top five for total tackles. Like you get him playing as 60 plus percent of the snaps. He's blowing everybody out of the waters. He has an incredible resume. And to, to even say that he's in the conversation with a guy who would win rookie of the year, like probably 10 years out of the last 10 years, Michael Parsons has had an insane rookie year. I don't disagree. I I don't think that many people in previous years would put up conversations against him uh, for defensive work of the year. Nick Bolton could have had a chance. Miles Garrett, I think, is the only one. Yeah, probably. So probably. Michael Parsons, insane year. Uh, He's probably got that pretty much wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah, Comeback player of the year is Nick Bosa. I'm I'm not even going to say anything else there. I don't know who else would even be in the conversation. Probably. I don't think we need to debate that. Probably so. 
Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably give it to Unless him. Unless you want to say Dak. Dak, you, Dak, actually, actually, Dak, yeah, Dak Dak's been decent, Dak's but it's, let, I, I think it's Nick Bosa. No, I think Dak gets it sh- solely because of how poorly they did last season and where they are now. I mean, people were calling them the number one team in the league for a number of weeks. Yeah. Now, you know, no matter where they Nick are, they're, they're third or fourth. He had a fourth. season-ending injury, and he came back, and it's just I mean, so did Dak. Dak broke his leg. <laughs> it yeah, was nearly a career-ending injury. But he's been nothing, like, special, like... He's been really he's, good. He's a though. top ten quarterback, I guess. But and yeah, but to break Bosa's your leg in like, half and then be a top ten quarterback is pretty good. I, mean, I, I think it goes to, goes to Bosa. I, Bosa has played well. I won't disagree with you, but just take a look at Dak's stats real quick. What he's done this year, um, it. And you guys know me. I'm not a huge Dak fan. He's they've gone ten and five. He's at sixty eight percent. 68.5% completion at 4,100 yards. He's almost at 4,200 yards. 32 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Like, at, as well as Nick Bosa has played, they don't have the wins. He doesn't necessarily have the numbers, again, like you would compare to a quarterback. I yeah. think I think that doesn't mean that he hasn't played well, but Dak and what they've done with this team compared to last year and what they did with the Red Rifle – I, I don't know if you can compare it. He's meant more to his team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Bosa agree. has 15 sacks, four force really fumbles, good. two fumble recoveries, and 30 QB hits. Those are very season. good numbers. Those are great numbers. Great. 47 numbers. total tackles. I don't know. I'm giving it to Bosa. I think, see the conversation we just had five minutes ago. Yeah, about that's it. true. It's, it's that's quarterback true. versus DN. So. But Bosa's been phenomenal. I think Bosa deserves it. To come back the way that Bosa has come back and played after the injury that he had, it's exceptional. And I think think he should definitely be up there and potentially for defensive player of the league. You know, just behind TJ, well, probably. Yeah. If it, if it but there's also if TJ. If it wasn't for right. TJ, he <laughs> right. would be right there. Don't yep. get me wrong. But I think because Dak is in no other conversation, they're going to push another quarterback into the limelight, just like they always do. Yeah. I'm giving it Answer. Also. Any other awards here before we wrap up? Walter Payton Man of the Year. Tyron Matthew. Hope so. That should, be. should be. Still in the lead, right? He is in the lead. We're messing with sticks a little bit. He's not liking it. Nah. All right, boys. Was that it? Is that it for our short today? And, and that we'll... is it for the awards. All right. Well, join us for... A very interesting conversation in the full episode. Uh, we're we're going to talk Chiefs Bengals. I'm Lennon. I'm Caleb Durland. I'm Tyler Sabatinaya. Yes, mode. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Field Find me at CDurland53. Find me at underscore Suavage underscore. Find me at Field Underscore Swavage underscore.